Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Father, we thank you for sort of tangible presence right here that is able to save, change, and deliver. We've come to Mount Zion. We've come to draw, God, from you today. We thank you because we know that now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above all that we can ask or think. Spirit of the living God invade our hearts tonight, this morning. Do what only you can do in our midst, oh God. We give you honor, we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Come on, give your hands together to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are kind to your neighbor, just welcome your neighbor to church. The neighbor, you're welcome to church. Welcome, welcome. Hope the rain wasn't too much for you. Amen. You may be seated. Glory be to God. Amen and amen and amen and amen. All right. So today is a very interesting service, sort of different. Um, for the past one, I mean, when was this? Okay, two weeks ago. La- oh, pardon me. Last week, I started a new series in church. Um, and we, last week, Sunday, we started a series, the Mercy Series. And it's been so powerful. So, so powerful. And so on Tuesday, someone just dropped an idea and said, you know, P.S., why can't we just interpret this in a different way? I was like, wow, this is great. And so I'm sure many of you saw the video. That wasn't me, I promise you. That video, that was not me. It was somebody else. And so today we are switching up the, the, the service in a different way. And we are going to be ministering in a different way. You know? And I want you to open up your heart because I believe that the concept of mercy, and I believe very strongly that the mercy of God is one of the most powerful subjects in the Bible. It's one of the most powerful. The Bible says that it's not by him that runneth or walketh, but by the Lord that what? Showeth mercy. The hearse is battle ready, but victory comes from God. Except the Lord watches over his city, the labor in vain that watches over it. And so the power of mercy is so, and I, and I went down to you to show you from the Ark of Testimony, which is the Ark of Covenant, to the mercy seat and things like that last week Sunday. And so this Sunday, we are going to take it to a different level, entirely, totally different. And we are going to be showing you in teaching and in practical display of the mercy of God. Let me say something to you guys this morning. If you get, switch the sound for me please. If you get 
what we are going to teach here today if you get it you would know that the reason why you are enjoying the fullness is the mercy of God how many of you here know that the reason why you are here is the mercy of God I hope you know there are people who are more hardworking than you are and by the way you should be hardworking so the mercy of God is not an excuse for laziness somebody say amen all right tell your neighbor the mercy of God or the grace of God is not an excuse for laziness all right the mercy of God and the grace of God is not an excuse to sin all right so this this, this, there's a problem where sometimes we swing to the other side of the pendulum and that's not what we're talking about yet and this morning we're going to just take it to a whole new level who's ready who's ready <laughs> so we'll see maybe we'll be doing this once in a while we'll teach differently once in a while like this you know um, but it will bless you so so much it will bless you so so much are you ready all right raise your hand and say holy spirit of god please take this away holy spirit of god i'm ready for what you are said to do yeah and i give you praise and i give you glory open the eyes of my understanding let it be enlightened let me see here and know what your spirit is saying in the now we give you honor we give you praise in jesus mighty name amen so i introduce to you welcome to zion's court Can I get an amen? amen. Thank you. <laughs> oh, interesting. All right.
All right. My Lord, may I? The case before us is the case between the state and Mr. David Williams. Um, Mr. David, how are you today? Fine, my lord. All right, can the prosecuting counsel please introduce yourself? Well, thank you very much, my lord. Uh, by way of introduction, I am Barrister B. Diganga. <laughs> and I am, as you have said, the prosecuting counsel. And my, my lord, I must say at this point that um, I have been in this business of defending and prosecuting people for as long as I can remember. Um, so my lord, I, I am ready, you know, to present my case before the accused today. Okay, where is the advocate for? Uh, my lord, there's been a little change in plans. Uh, there's a little delay, so the state has provided a defense the defense counsel for the accused. So for now, the accused will be standing alone. Thank you, my lord. All right. Barrister Deganga, please, you may proceed. <sighs> my lord, just by that introduction and what, you know, the clerk has said today, he almost proves that his lawyer is afraid. <laughs> and he's backed out. So I'll be facing Mr. David Williams. And my lord, the case before us, you will agree, after I'm done, is a very grievous one. Because my lord, is there a reason you're looking at me that way, sir? My lord, the case and his charges um, are numerous. But I'll start with, you know, Fraud, um, premeditated murder, my lord. Premeditated murder? Premeditated murder. He will see for himself. My lord, may I just question the accused? Please proceed. Thank you very much. Mr. David Williams. Can you please tell this honorable court what you do for a living? Uh, I'm an investment banker. 12 years experience. Rose to senior project manager for West Africa. Projects run into half a billion dollars. I'm a family man. I love my wife. I love my two daughters. They mean the world to me. They mean everything to me. Now you're gonna make me cry, Mr. David. <laughs> but let's go straight. My Lord, if you have heard the accused, he says he's an investment banker, a family man. A family man with two grown daughters. My Lord, Pardon me, my lord. 
I should excuse you for a while so that Mr. David can speak for himself. Mr. David, can you please tell us, tell this whole court what happened last year, June 2020. To be precise, June 27th, 2020, during the lockdown. Uh, my birthday was in the evening. I was desperate. Uh, just had a little transaction at the office. My first daughter sick at home. My mother dying to the pandemic. Just needed a little extra cash. I mean, I'd served this company for 12 years. It was just a little. Just a little. Just a little, you say? Just a little. My lord, it wouldn't hurt this anyone. man is guilty of defrauding a whole community of about two million dollars. What is Money two million meant in the midst of five hundred? You're doing well. You call two million dollars little? Why? Because it comes out of a pool of five hundred million dollars? It's insignificant. Interesting. Insignificant. One moment, my lord. Because at this stage, everything you say here, I will use against you. It's insignificant. <laughs> my lord, Mr. David Williams here is guilty and not just guilty of defrauding a whole community. But it will interest you, my lord, to know that in this same community, over 60% of the children have died in that same period when he defrauded the whole community. Not just that. Not just that. Thank you. My Lord, in that same period, about 10% of the women in that community were pregnant. Pregnant? Yes, my Lord. Oh, well, my Lord, he didn't impregnate them, no. <laughs> don't, don't move too fast, my Lord. But out of the 10%, my Lord, only 2% were able to deliver successfully. Because the money that Mr. David here stole from that community was meant for health care. And so by stealing, you actually deprive the whole community of good health. And then you stand before this court to say that it's insignificant? I'm sorry, my lord. Sorry for yourself. Barrister Diganga, are there any other accusations against him? Oh, my Lord, so much more. <laughs> we just started. Mr. David Williams, can you please tell the whole court who Vanessa is? To be precise, just so you don't mix the Vanessas. <laughs> Vanessa Okoji. My Lord, may I? 
I love my wife. Mr. David Williams, we didn't call you here. That was not the question. The question is, do you know Mrs. Vanessa Okoje? Yes, my lord. And who is she to you? My colleague at work. Colleague at work? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Mr. Williams, you make me laugh. Now you're going to stay here and say that Vanessa is just your colleague? Nothing more. <gasps> just, just my colleague. Just my colleague. My Lord. This document here is proof that Mrs. Vanessa Okoje. Mrs. She's married. That's your business. That Mrs. Vanessa Okoje, during the process of an abortion, lost her life. And here before you, my lord, is the death certificate. And I'll tell you the back, background story. Mr. David Williams here, who claims to love his family. I love my wife. Has done the most unimaginable thing any family man could do. Yes, you. My Lord, exactly six months ago, Mr. David Hearst began an affair with Mrs. Vanessa. And my Lord, in the process of knowing each other, something happened that you all know. My Lord, I love my wife, but can you explain chemistry? <sighs> See? I didn't even can speak. You? Go ahead, spill the beans. You can't explain it. I had my hands were tied. She was good. She was kind. She was, she was more, more than this. Glory to God. Please proceed. And it was supposed to be a simple procedure. Shake. It was supposed to be a simple procedure. It was a mistake, yes, I admit. But it was not supposed to go that far. I told Vanessa, I told her. Please stop, Mr. Williams. You disgust me by saying it was just a mistake. Mr. Williams, within the space of one month, my lord, they both had chemistry. Ten good times, and you call that a mistake? A long mistake, I guess. Wow. And my Lord, I would spare you the other... The other people who he's been involved with. 
But let's focus on Mrs. Vanessa for today. Because, my Lord, Mr. David Williams here is a serial cheat. Not just with Mrs. Vanessa, but I can count them. Should I go ahead, Mr. Williams? Thank you. You love good news. <laughs> my Lord, he slept with Mrs. Bolanle Adenifuja. Miss, oh my Lord, may I say that he's not just doing the misses. <laughs> he also does those who are not yet married. So he has a whole lot. But my Lord, let's move ahead. I'll spare you the other names. But we have Jessica, we have, you know, Benita, we have Yolanda, we have... Uh, there's just so much, my Lord. You might not be able to take them all. My Lord, he claims it was just a mistake. Just a mistake. It may please you to know, my Lord, that Mrs. Vanessa Okoje did not agree to aborting that child. But he forced it on her. But what more could I have done? What more could you have I had done? A family to protect. Family to I'll protect. I'll protect my family at all costs. Interesting. Spill it out. I'm listening. I'll you disgusting liar. I'll protect my family. You will protect your family. You should have thought about your family when you approached Vanessa. It was a mistake. Shut up! What bloody mistake? I put it to you, Mr. David Williams, that ever since you found out she was pregnant, you sought to take her out. She begged you. She was going through a hard time in her marriage. And she was willing to keep that baby for you. But you insisted that she had to take it away. Mr. Williams, I'm so ashamed of you and you should be ashamed of yourself. My Lord, in order to take Mrs. Vanessa out, he drugged her food not once, not twice, not three times. But somehow God saved her. And then he finally got his wish. Coerced her into aborting the baby and the rest is history, my Lord. But I put it to you today. That was your sole intention right from the very beginning. Mr. David Williams. You are just a shadow of what a man should be. You say you wanted to protect your family. But here we are. <laughs> How much more would you protect them? My Lord, case number two. <sighs> it became evident, my Lord, when Mr. Williams defrauded the whole community of $2 million, it became clear, and I can prove it, and the documents here show it, my Lord, that Mr. David Williams was also involved in drug trafficking. Such a disgusting man. What man protects his family by sleeping 
around, getting involved with drugs, and stealing the monument for the healthcare of a whole community. But you can't help the addicts. It's not my fault. They come to me begging, shaking, literally vibrating. I need to keep them alive for them to have hope for tomorrow. And then I just sell them just a few ounces of the white powder. I was helping out, my Lord. Do you abuse these drugs a lot? No, I, I, I helped others. I, I, I don't. I don't. I suspect, my lord, he might have brought in some drugs into the court. <laughs> my lord, Mr. David Williams has been involved in drug, tra drug trafficking for the past five years. Drug trafficking and drug abuse? All of them, my lord. He's such a blessed man. All of them. Two times he was close, close to being caught. But then, the messiahs in, this, in the community saved, his, saved his, his sorry, sorry face. Looks so innocent, but yet you perpetrate all kinds of evil. Mr. David! Only right. you can do these things. But I'm a, I'm a good man. Are there things in the Constitution you want to read for us or you? You want to read for us to know what is going on? Oh, my Lord. In combination with drug trafficking, Mr. David, somebody please help me so I don't keep on keeping this court on hold. Mr. David, I put it to you today, you're being involved in breaking all the commandments. Now somebody help me with Exodus 20, my Lord. No, no. It's right there in the Constitution. No, wait, 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 wait. That's no need to rush. We will see it all for ourselves. Exodus 20? Yes, my Lord. Alright, that's it over there. Thank you very much. And God spoke all these words. Ah. Oh so refreshing. Please move ahead. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery. Slavery. Next you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth, beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I the Lord your God I'm a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers. To so the third and fourth generation of those. Next, please. But showing love to a thousand generations. You can start with me. Can you skip, please? All right. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone. Please keep. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Next. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, 
But the seven days of Sabbath to the Lord your God, on it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor daughter, nor your man servant or maid servant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. Let's go to 12, please. Honor your father and your mother so that your day may be long in the land your God is giving to you. Next. You shall not murder. Uh, uh, <sighs> but I'm Mr. Williams. Next, please. Commit adultery. But you did it all, didn't you? Oh, you shall not steal two million dollars. And you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Enough, my lord. But, but I have not broken all of them. Just, just a handful, my lord. A, a handful. You haven't broken all of them? Not, not... You forget what the Constitution says? Give me James 2 verse 10, please. I haven't broken all. Interesting. You see. Beautiful! For whoever keeps the whole law, and yet, no! Thank you. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one. Just, just one point? It's not me, it's the constitution. I, th I think the problem is with the constitution then. Really? There must be an error there. What you're there. saying is that this man right here doesn't know what he's doing? I, I, I didn't say so. Get Romans 7. I defend myself. Romans 7. And verse 7, the 7th verse. You have the floor, please. 7th verse. What shall I say then? Is the law sin? Of course not, my Lord. Certainly not. I would have not have known what it meant except through the law to sin. I would not have known that coveting really was sin. If not that the law said thou shalt not covet, I would not have known that it was wrong to murder and to commit adultery. I mean, how can chemistry be a sin? I would not have known if the law had not sent, do not commit adultery. Next verse. Next. But sin sees this opportunity afforded by the commandment and the constitution produced in me every kind of adulterous and stealing desire it's not my fault it was the law how can I take responsibility for what the law has done I will have lived a free life walked without limits except that the law came and started saying, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, why shall I not? How is it me then, Mr. Accuser? It was the law. 
Alright, are you done? Are you done? Yes. Please take me to verse 13 of this same scripture. Did that which is good become death to you? Yes. The Lord was supposed to show you the way. And now you stand in front of this honorable court blaming the Lord, blaming the judge. It's all there in the Constitution. It's all there. The same thing you use in defending yourself, Mr. Williams. And now you stand in front of everyone saying it's not your fault. Oh, it's mine. Tell me. Tell me. Verse 15. Oh, he's not done. I'm not done. The 15th verse. But I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do but what I hate to do. I didn't want Vanessa to die. It was a simple procedure. I didn't mean to defraud the community. My daughter was dying. My mother was dying. What will you do, Mr. Accuser? I love my family. I'll go to any length for them. But you still can't understand and you can't explain chemistry. I still blame the law. I still blame the law. My Lord, it's pretty evident that this man right here, this lying, cheating heart right here, will do nothing, nothing. He will stop at nothing. Are you okay? My Lord, he can't blame the law. It's the same law before you, my Lord. This same law that was put in place for everyone. And now he turns around to blame it on the law. For you know not what you do. I don't intend to do it. But what I want to do, I don't do. That which I don't want to do, I do. Rubbish! Absolute rubbish! My Lord, it's pretty evident. And I'll take my seat in a while. It is clear. And just like Romans 6 verse 23 says in the Constitution, my Lord, the wages of sin is death. Nothing more, nothing less. So, it would be very, very unjust, my Lord, for he not to pay for his sins. I put to you, my Lord, that Mr. David Williams is guilty of everything that has been put against him today. And you heard him, my Lord, still trying to blame the law. One final thing, my Lord, before I take my sit. I know you to be a very just man. A very, very just one. And just like Psalm 89, 14 says, 
He says, righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. It would be very wrong, sir, with all due respect, for you to do otherwise in this court of law before everyone sitting right here. It's time to prove you're a just man, sir. I rest my case. Mr. David Williams, do you plead guilty with these charges that has been given over you? Guilty as charged. But I'll say this, my Lord. You visit justice to the third and the fourth generation. But you show loving kindness and mercies to a thousand generations. I still have hope. I still have hope. I still have hope. My Lord, don't let him use those sweet words to corner you. I still no. He talks of mercy. Mercy. This same man. Who couldn't forgive somebody who wronged him? Just last week, my love, somebody hit him on the way. An old man, helpless, who had no children, just him. And he forced the man to pay for his sins. Not looking at what was happening with him. My Lord, the man begged, literally knelt down on his knees pleading for mercy now this same man stands here to talk of mercy you don't deserve mercy my lord throw this trash into the cell please all right we will be going on a recess
below who took on flesh fullness of God in hell bless me this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to say see on the cross as Jesus died the just a trick <laughs> it's a common trick get up you get up I hear that the state has provided an advocate for barrister yes my lord uh, uh, excuse me my lord I, I didn't get that please talk to him no 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 no. Order in the court of law. Oh, order uh, what? Are, are you maintaining order? What, what exactly are you saying? Order. May we have the defense counsel, please? My lord, this is not right. This is not acceptable. We are done with this case. Mr. Pretender. But my lord, 
this, this, this is not acceptable. We are literally done with the case. The accused has decided to stand in for himself. Not when you're close to judgment, my lord. Come on. Mr. J. Martins. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good day, Please my lord. Please introduce yourself, barrister. Good day, my lord. I am barrister J. Martins. And I am the defense counsel for the accused. All right, please you may proceed with your questionings and with your thought. Thank you, my lord. I am here to show and to prove that my accused, or the accused right here, has been wrongfully accused by the prosecuting counsel. Really? Yes, really. Please prove your case. <laughs> I would love to hear it. My lord, I am very confident, I must say, in your just and righteous nature. I already said that. Anything new? <laughs> and after my argument, I am sure you will do right. First of all, my lord, I would like to put things into perspective. The accused right here has been wrongfully accused because thousands of years ago, his forefathers actually committed an offense. It was the offense of his forefathers that is actually responsible for what he has actually done. I would also want to say that this singular offense puts the accused right here in the position to commit more offenses. Exactly! And he's still going to do more after this. What are you, what are you saying? That is why it is written By the way, I don't like that in our constitution in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Romans 3 and verse 23. It says, For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. That's it! It hasn't ended. That is the end! That is not the end. The law of first impression! No. Including there is still more, including you. <laughs> it is also written in our constitution in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. It says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because of sin, because all sinned. So the accused right here actually should not be blamed exactly for his sins. I told you. But because of the sin of his forefathers. My Lord, can we get the forefathers here? Because <laughs> I don't understand what we are doing in this court again. You come to pin his sins on his forefathers who are gone? We all know, my Lord, that all sinned as a result of the consequence of the very first man. So consequently, it is not about the wrongs or the rights of the accused. Even if he had done right, he will still be accused by the accuser because of the sin of his father. Because even when the law was introduced, we saw the inability and the difficulties in the law. The entire mankind couldn't keep the law. Excuse me, please. You mentioned about the inability of the law. Who gave the law in the first place? 
Why was the law given? The law was given to serve as a schoolmaster till the eventual thing would come. And I'm still going to get there. Please move. That's why our constitution also says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16. It says, know that a man is not justified, my Lord, by observing the law. Can you see that? But by faith in Jesus Christ. He says, so we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law. Because by observing the law, no one, my Lord, no one will be justified. My Lord, I would like to raise a motion. This constitution needs to be reviewed. <laughs> Please proceed. Thank you, Barista. my Lord. The constitution also says in James chapter 2 and verse 10, I heard the prosecuting counsel actually quoted this part of the constitution earlier. But I'm going to put things into perspective for us. He says that for whoever keeps the old law, and yet stumbles at just one point, is guilty of breaking all of it. Next. He says, For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. He says that if you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Now but he's see. done both. So what are you saying? Let's see verse 13. I told on. you, sir, the law of the first hold impression it. lies here. Mr. Accuser, I put my faith in him. My Lord, I would like you to tell the prosecuting counsel to give me a chance to prove Please proceed. Thank you very much. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. He says, but mercy, my Lord, triumphs over judgment. We can see that clearly here. Therefore, my Lord, the Lord does not require us to be just good people. The law requires the accused to be perfect. And in himself, it is impossible for the accused to be perfect. Because as we have just seen in the Constitution, if you keep the entire law but stumble at one point, you are still guilty of the entire law. You are guilty of it and so you should die. But I am here to tell us today that someone actually fulfilled the law on behalf of the accused. His forefathers? Not his forefathers. Did his forefathers die for him too? His forefathers didn't die Please for him. Proceed, sir. My Thank Lord, you very much. My Lord, my he's Lord. not listening. So we can see clearly that it is impossible for my clients right here to be perfect. It is not in his natural DNA to be perfect. I must also say that according to the previous terms of our constitution, my Lord, a man can be pardoned of his sins or offenses if he is able to make atonement for it with blood. Our constitution in Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. Can we see that? Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. 
He says, for the life of a creature is in the blood. And I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. He says, it is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. So as we have seen that the wages of sin is death, the accused right here can actually make atonement for his sins with blood. But previous terms of our constitution says that they can take the blood of bulls and lambs and present it as an atonement for their sins. But this wasn't still sufficient, my Lord. We still saw that everyone was under the condemnation of sin and of death, despite this. So another provision had to be made, my Lord. Can we see John chapter 3 and verse 16? John chapter 3 and verse 16. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he sacrificed his own son, his only son, that whosoever believes in that son will not perish. Whosoever believes in the blood that was shed by this son will not perish, but have eternal life. So if, if I, 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 I believe in that blood, yes. no death penalty. No death penalty. Only to believe. Just to believe. He's lying to you. You are lying to yourself. We'll leave that to the judge to decide. I would like us to also see Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 7. Of our constitution Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 7 of our constitution he says that but only the high priest entered the inner room which was the place they presented their cases and he says and that only and that only once a year and never without blood which he offered for himself and for the sins of the people he says that they had committed in ignorance so all the sins that they committed were in ignorance. It was also because they did not know that someone had paid the price for their sins, my Lord. Wow. I would like us to see very quickly as well Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 4 of our constitution. As I continue to plead, my, or to plead the case, my Lord. He says, because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So it was insufficient. He says, therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Can we see the next verse? He says, with burnt offerings and sin offerings, you were not pleased. Next one. He says, then I said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will, O God. So my Lord, at this point, I would like to say that the person who actually paid the price for the sins of the accused is myself. My Lord. At this point, I would also want to show no, 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 wait, some wait. evidence my Before Lord. the law court. Please let him speak. Please let him speak. Oh, God. Just a minute, my Lord. 
present some evidences? Yes, I want to present some evidences before the law court, my Lord. This was the blood that I shed on behalf of the accused. And right inside it, my Lord. We see nails that went into my hands. The piercings that went into my legs on behalf of the accused, my Lord. So he's supposed to be justified because I paid for his sins. I would also want us to see a part of the Constitution, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. Can you give this to the... 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. It says, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So he has been bought by a price and the price was my blood right there so I just want to quickly say certain things my lord that the accused has been freed from as a result of my sacrifice for him the first one is that the accused is now justified as a result of the blood I'm just can we see Romans chapter 5 and verse 7 of our constitution Romans chapter 5 and verse 7 of the Constitution. It says, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. It says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, I died for the accused. Hallelujah. He says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? So he is not supposed to go through any wrath. He says, for if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of the son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? So he is justified, my Lord. I would also want us to see Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Of the Constitution Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 it says therefore there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus so as long as the believes in my sacrifice for him he is justified my Lord and no condemnation no condemnation nothing ever. nothing you're free <laughs> the second point is that he has access to grace and mercy. According to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 to 16 of our constitution. Hebrews chapter 4, 14 to 16 of the constitution. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Next verse. He says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. 
He says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So the accused right here is in the time of need. And because I have been sacrificed for him, he has access to grace and mercy, my Lord. The third one I would like to present before the law court today is that his bodily weaknesses and his mind has been relieved of trouble. His spirit essentially has been recreated. So if he believes in my sacrifice for him, he is no longer condemned under the law, but he is a new person. We can find that in our constitution in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 to 5. Isaiah 53, 3 to 5. It says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. He says, Surely he took up our infirmities. So I took up his infirmities and carried our sorrows yet we considered him stricken by God smitten by him and afflicted he says but he was pierced for our transgressions he was crushed for our iniquities the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by his wounds my wounds my Lord he was healed so he's been restored and finally my Lord I would like to say, I became the end of the law. Like the prosecuting counsel has been saying, the law is no longer in use. It's over. It's over. It's over. Romans chapter 10, verse 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 4 of our constitution. It says, Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Second Corinthians of our constitution, verses five and, um, chapter 5 and verse 21. It says, He made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And because I knew no sin, I took his place so that he can be free, my Lord. Thank you very much, my Lord. Prosecuted Kansu, do you have last words to say before I pronounce my judgment? My Lord, this is very, very unfair that we allow this man come in after the trial has started. What's going on here? The law is no longer in use. My Lord, I'd like to move the motion again that we review this constitution because the same constitution that he reads is the same one I read. But Mr. Williams, consider yourself a lucky man today. Consider yourself a lucky man. You might just not be as lucky as him. Because if you don't know what he did, I'll be back for you. I will be back chasing after you. I'm chasing after you. 
Yes! You shouldn't have come. You shouldn't have showed up here. He should have been condemned. I'm he sorry. should have. I am here now and there's no condemnation My Lord, for him. I'll be back. This is definitely not the end. <laughs> because I move around like they say. And just like the constitution says, I'm moving around. Seeking who I'm 84. Yes. So I'll be back. Now this is my real face. <laughs> Barrister J. Martins, any last words for, for him? The accused right here has been wrongfully accused because someone else has paid the price for his freedom. So my Lord, I would like you, based on our arguments, to present your judgment, sir. So I can go free? It's judgment. Has he prescribed After his judgment? judgment? Yes. I'm still free. This is my judgment. God is not holding anything against you. The blood always speaks and never stops to speak. It is that better than that of Abel. And Christ died once and died for all. And therefore you can now come boldly to the throne of grace where you can obtain mercy. The blood is always speaking mercy, mercy, mercy. Listen. With the Godhead, it's always a family matter. And so the accuser has no place in family matters. The problem most times is that many people do not know who they are. And so they run from pillar to post. Because the power of the accuser is knowledge. And that's why the word says, those who know the Lord their God shall do exploits, shall be strong. My judgment is very clear. The accused is free of every charges once and for all. Therefore, case dismissed. All right.
devil will always come back to accuse you. But remember the blood that was shed on your behalf. Remember that there is therefore now no condemnation to you. Remember that the blood has been presented in the most holy place. Once and for all. So there is no reason to be condemned by the accuser. Remind yourself of this truth at every point in time. And the accuser will have no place in your life. But remember that the grace that you have received is not a license to continue in sin. The grace is sufficient for you. It makes your imperfection perfect. So you can leverage on the grace to walk in perfection. Lord, can you just put your ass together? Yeah. Amen. Now, as we just begin to close the service this morning, I want to say a few things. And everyone, just look at me, please. You know, what, what this depicted to many of us is the life that we now have in Christ. And sometimes people do not even believe that they are actually free. The Bible says that Christ has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. And let me say this here very powerfully. No matter what you have done, God has forgiven you. Now hear this. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. And so this is clearly not a license to sin. This is not to swing to the other side of the pendulum and then believe that we can act and do and whatever we like because the mercy of God and the grace of God covers us. In fact, the grace of God is released so that we can live right. But God is not holding it against you. God is not old in the sin of your forefathers. You are not cursed. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. As we close, raise your two hands. Holy are you God all created Worthy. Worthy is your name. Is your name? We worship. We worship your majesty. Holy, holy, are you God? Lift your hands. Holy, are you God? Are you? All creations, all creation, call you God and worthy. Worthy is your name. Is 
disciples together and broke his body and, his, and the blood and he said do this in remembrance of me as often as you can the Bible says that while the earth their eyes were opened glory to God and there is power in the blood and there is power in the name of our Lord Jesus and I believe that anyone right here this morning who is sick in their physical body as you partake of this the mercy of the Lord will speak concerning you if there are any family issues, any challenges, the mercy of the Lord will speak this morning. And so as we partake of this, I want you to partake with faith and belief.
that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above all that you can ask or think. Amen. We're going to sing a song together while we go through and just partake of it. And the ushers will just lead you um, how you're going to take it. The great physician now is here. The sympathizing Jesus. All right, please, let's bring them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break over this element. And as they partake of it, the body and the blood, let the life of God speak over everything that has contained them. Let their eyes be opened, O oh God. Let their hearts be flooded with light. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, we can. The grace is now the sympathizer, Jesus. He speaks the truth and heart to share. Oh, hear the voice of Jesus. Sweetest note to save us Sweetest name. Sweetest name, 
want to have communion? Jesus, Some people over there don't have, please. Mrs. A, please help me. People over there who do not have. Please go and coordinate this thing. Teachers. take it together as a church and if you have if you have taken yours it's okay not a problem all right can I have one glory to God all right there's a way you can just open it I'm sure everyone can do that all right father in the name of Jesus this is your body you said we should do this as often as we can in remembrance of you and this is the body that was beaten for us the body that was bruised for us the chastisement of our peace was laid upon you and by your stripes we are healed as we partake of the body today oh God we ask for illumination that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. Our hearts will be filled with so much light. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the miraculous of multitudes and multiplication begin to happen in this hour. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please partake of the body. This other one, there's the blood. And Father, in the name of Jesus, this is your blood. That was shared on the cross for us you died you resurrected and this blood was spilled upon the mercy seat and every time God looks at us he looks at us through the eyes of Jesus and that Jesus is always saying mercy 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 and so today in whatever area of our lives we believe you for something we declare this day let your mercy speak come on church say amen let the mercy of the Lord speak from today begin to experience the mercy of God like never before in your going out and your coming in in your visiting in your stepping in in all that you are concerned with in the name of just let the mercy of God speak concerning you in Jesus mighty name amen please partake of the blood 
We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.